back to another episode of NBA Geekly. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? Uh, nothing much, man. Just Finally, we got some basketball shit to talk about. We took last week off. Like I know you were busy last week, and I was just like, Man, they really shit to talk about. I ain't even trying to like uh-huh. rope somebody uh-huh. else in. Like, <laughs> so we just kind of stacked up last week's shit onto this week's stuff, and now we actually have like a nice full show's worth of shit to talk about. Um, but yeah, it, it's been slow, man. It's been real slow. We need to, we need like some more extensions or something because like it's just not a lot going on. Um, but hey, luckily we did have uh, one extension and then a couple other uh, little notes of news. Um, but before we get into that stuff, check in on the World Cup. Um, so USA uh, has been ousted and then promptly lost to Serbia again today. Now, if you had told me USA was going to lose to Serbia in the World Cup, that would not have shocked me um, at all. I would not have been surprised by that. Uh, we we talked about, uh, you know, essentially Serbia having the second-best player in the tournament. Um, what did kind of surprise me is when and where they lost to Serbia uh, in the World Cup. Um, USA, uh, if they beat Poland, will finish seventh uh, in this year's World Cup. Can't finish better than seventh. I know. Um what uh, what are your takeaways? Uh, I, I, I guess obviously it's a little disappointing. Um, how disappointed are you? Um, you know, not only being that we didn't win it, but that the best we can finish now is seventh. Well, I mean, I always figured it wouldn't be easy considering our roster, uh, but still, I figured we still had the most talent out of any team in the in the, in the tournament, um, top to bottom. Yeah, but. Yeah, top to bottom, like overall. Um, but obviously, that's not enough, <laughs> and it, and it, you know, it showed. You know, we we lost two games in a row, and a lot of injuries happened. So a lot of guys didn't play today. Uh, and I get it. Like I didn't see today's game. I did see highlights of the game against France, where they they just they basically outbigged us at the end of it. Uh, we played right. small through the necessity. <laughs> foul trouble and they didn't want to play the bigs they had so um that's on them so i'm like it's it's odd uh it is embarrassing it is a little disappointing very disappointing i would say i expect more from the usa obviously not everybody came out to play this year i do expect a better turnout for the olympics um but still you know it's usa you got rep man like the world is catching up and if you you're going to just, you know, sleep. You're not going to sleepwalk through these tournaments anymore like you used to. Yeah, I think the biggest thing um, is is continuity. And I really, yeah. you know, I've heard a couple people throw out the idea, and I think we've talked about it a little bit. Just having, like, the, the FIBA World Cup being, like, the young guys. Um, you know, like the young guys who are going to be in the Olympics five years from now like projecting those guys. And we had some of them on this team um, who had kind of been there, but so there had been so much roster turnover um, outside of those guys. Um, and then you get some of the guys who, who kind of came in late, like Fox and Trey Young, who just kind of knew they weren't going to get a shot. Um, 
and you know, I think having the continuity and having you know um, having guys that you can rely on um, is, is really big. And you know, I I would have loved to have seen Bam out there. I would have loved to have seen Fox and and Trey and um, you know, just even some of these other young guys who who you know didn't end up um, even trying out for the team or making the team or whatever. Um, it seems like setting it up as a as a I guess a, a a position to maybe make next year's Olympic team, but definitely have a heads up or a head start. Um, for the Olympic team five years from now, um, it seems like the way to go about it to kind of make it so that there's a little more continuity with the team and you're not having so much roster turnover, um, you know, when these from when these teams are first constructed to when they actually play the fucking tournament. Um, that just seems like a, a really big detriment uh, that, you know, if you're not going to out, out just supremely out-talent the, the rest of the world, then maybe continuity um, and, and younger, mm-hmm. hungrier guys is, is the way to go. What do you think about that? I'm not opposed to that. I mean, continuity did play a big factor. A lot of these uh, got teams right now that have been playing internationally for years. Uh, they know each other. A lot of these USA guys have played against each other <laughs> for most of their career. Uh, right. Very rarely have they played together, uh, even though they did have like three or four Celtics. Um, but even there, like a lot of them were, some of them were new uh, teammates. So it's like not like it's like maybe a three guys are on the same team, but still, it's not enough. Like you need to, have, they need to play each other more. Um, you need some mainstays, and obviously a big name or two, three. Uh, it would be enough to put you over the edge for the USA. We, we're, we're the best team in the world, uh, and we should definitely play like we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's the thing in a nutshell. There's, I mean, you just look at <laughs> just based off pure population alone, much less the fact yeah. that you know the majority of the NBA is made up of Americans. Like you know. We we've definitely said that, yeah. that the world is catching up, but we're we're, yeah. we're comparing one country to the rest of the world. Like, there's really no excuse that we can't. They can't figure out a way to have both talent and continuity in these tournaments, and that's really what it boils down to. Like, you have to strike the balance between the both of them, um, especially mm-hmm. for a tournament like this that. You know, the rest of the world just cares more about than America. We don't really care about the World Cup for basketball. Um, we care about no, the Olympics as much. So, yeah. Yes, right. And that's morally because so, of the you know their face. They can, the, the bigger platform, everybody gets to see it. I think it's it's less about their national pride as it is with the you know the other countries. Right. Yeah. And and well, and two, I think. Um, as an audience, we care more about the Olympics. Uh, chalk it up to maybe um, just uh, you know USA dominance. Like you know, just, just like True we go team, into the yeah. Olympics and we're just like we're going to fucking destroy all of these countries. You know, like uh, like cause yeah, when you yeah, stack yeah. up all the events, like we win the most gold, gold medals. Is generally speaking, um, in fact, right. I can't remember last time we didn't. Um, I mean, I don't think you or I were alive. Um, so, uh, but nevertheless, 
you know, it's just not, it's not on that tier. So that's, that's why, you know, I just think if you have to sacrifice some talent in order to have that continuity, I think that would be, that would just be a much better play. It would, it would be, um, I think it would be a smarter play and it would, it would, you know, inevitably end with better results than finishing seventh, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not very good. Now, uh, in and of itself, finishing seventh sucks, um, but losing, you know, we lost one game to France, and then we lost one game, you know, to Serbia. You know, it, it, it's it's a the way the tournament's, you know, lined up, you know, it, it's anybody can lose to anybody in any given game, you know. So I don't think it's – I'm not really that disappointed by it. And maybe it's just my lack of patriotism because I just don't fucking care. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, I'm not I'm not super disappointed by it. I, I do think we probably should have finished better than seventh. You know, like I said, on its face, yeah. it looks bad. Um, but, like, losing losing to France, they, I mean, they have some quality players on that team. And, and your boy, Frankie Smothers, yeah. he fucking played great, yeah. dude. Yeah. So that was uh that was awesome. Um we yeah. you know, we've been waiting for that. Hopefully we see it this year in, in the NBA. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm just glad I'm just really glad, uh, not to say that he's going to, you know, have like a a third year breakout year. I mean, we don't know. It's these are it's just two mm-hmm. different forms of basketball, um, two different levels of competition, all that. Um, but um, what do you think the narrative would be right now had the Knicks traded him for, you know, a couple seconds or maybe just one really good quality <laughs> second, like was rumored, and then he has this breakout game against USA and, and helps lead France to victory. Um, what's the narrative for the Knicks right now if that happens? Because there is no narrative uh, right now saying, like, no, anything really that positive about – Frank Nilakina, but had the Knicks traded him, there you was, know there'd be a there some, out there. They would be like, "Oh, look were, at that! The Knicks fucking gave up on him. Look at what this guy's doing." <laughs> it probably would have been. They've the already tried. As far as publicity they, for Frank Nilakina, <laughs> for sure. Uh, he, uh, there have already been people that are trying to, to to throw that out there. Like, oh, look! Once a guy leaves the Knicks, they become a better player. But like, he's not off the Knicks, though. He's still on. <laughs> he just doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh shit, he's still on the mix. <laughs> yes, he's still on the mix. <laughs> um, you know, he's just been hurt a lot the uh, last couple of years, and uh, just he just hasn't worked into the rotation. And hopefully, that changes things. Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this was it. Maybe this is uh, this is what he needed. And like, this is a third year is a charm. You know, he he probably he definitely needed more uh, polishing than most uh, teams. I mean, most players. He's a young guy. Uh, he's yeah. not super aggressive, so he had to work on a couple things. And but look, the one thing that we know he could do is defend. The uh, problem is uh, when he could defend, right. he just couldn't stay healthy, and uh, he was uh, he was um, a liability on offense. So I was like, oh, it's not, there's no point in keeping him out there. But look, man, Frank is. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna. He's definitely probably not gonna be an all star at any point, but he's definitely probably gonna be a, a role player somewhere. Hopefully it's with us. He's still young. I think he could defend. Look, I've said it. Like since like we got him, like I, I was I was super high on his offensive ability. But I'm like, look, at the very least, he could be a three and D guy at the two or the three, and I think he still can be that. You know, on a good team. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's got to get more consistent with his jumper. And then, you yeah, know, the, for sure. probably the biggest thing that we've said since we were analyzing him in the draft was he's got to mm-hmm. get better at finishing around the rim. He's not good right. at finishing. Um, and he's right. never not, been. Like, not, that's always been something no. that he needed to work on. And, right. you know, I mean, even if – but even if that never comes, if he can shoot 37 38% um, from three – you know, like, and, and be the defender that he is, and, right. you know, just kind of be a, a, a 3 and D guy, like you 3D? said. 3D? Um, exactly. And then, be, and then be, like, a facilitator, be a guy right. who, you know, makes smart decisions, even if he's a secondary facilitator, secondary Make the right maker. pass. Exactly. exactly. That's valuable, um, especially given his defense, uh, his defensive aptitude already and the upside to that. I mean, you know, when, when that rumor came out, I was like, and this was obviously before, you know, the the trade with New Orleans. I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. I'll give him thirty five for Frank. You kidding me? Like mm-hmm. you, you want a you want a quality second rounder for him, that's it? Like this guy's still got a lot of potential. I haven't given up on him. Um maybe partially just due to stubbornness, because I, I think I had him ranked seventh in that draft um uh on the on on my big board. Um so right. like you know, I I can't give up on the guy yet. You know, and um, not that uh, not that you needed the the reminder, but maybe to our listeners, um, just everyone keep in mind he was the youngest player in that draft. Um, so, you know, that's uh, that's a that's a big factor, um, and you know, making that that transition uh, to playing NBA ball, um, which is a lot different than than Euro ball. Um, so, a lot of factors yep. go into it, and. You know, I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure mm-hmm. having coaching changeover from year one to year two is not, you know, is not the most apt situation uh, for any player, no. especially a young player. Right. So now that he's had a year working under um, David Fisdale, um, maybe mm-hmm. he comes out and and he does make that third year leap. I hope so. I really do. Um, right. Okay, but quick question before we move on. Uh, so mm-hmm. left uh, in the final four: Argentina, France, Spain, and Australia. Um, who's Crazy taking the winner? Take it all? I don't know, man. After yeah, losing to France, they better might, they might as they might as well fucking take it all. <laughs> like, so I guess I'm going with France. <laughs> yeah, I'm just right. so I'm gonna take and, Australia, uh, man. That's Look not a bad Patty choice. Yeah, Patty Mills. Joe Eagles? And Argentina's still doing uh, shit. Fucking Louis Scola's still yeah. playing. I didn't know he was still playing. Yeah. <laughs> right. They, they don't have, like, a, I, they don't have anybody that I recognize on that team anymore. You know, like, Joe's yeah, not on the team. Oh, Scola's still on the team? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just Louis Scola. Nice. Uh, that's it. Nice. Okay. God, I haven't, I haven't heard that name in a couple years. Uh, yeah, I think what was he on the Pacers crazy. for like a year, and he didn't do shit, and then he retired <sighs> to the NBA. Yeah, he kind of disappeared like for a little bit, Pacers. and then that's it. Went to Europe, or yeah. Whatever. I and they played him. At, they played him at the five. Some I remember that. Of course they um, did. Yeah, slower. Well, I mean, but he's still balling yeah, here in uh, the tournament. <laughs> yeah, well, in in his in his prime, he was definitely like a stretch four. Um, like that yeah, was like kind of his claim to fame. Oh, he's in China. Uh, but obviously That's where he's been playing. Ah, okay. So he's he's still been mm-hmm. balling. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying. I kind of remember yeah. that. I, I've always, always mm-hmm. liked Lee Scola. I, I really did. Um, and then of course we got 
yeah, he he definitely was. Um, Spain. Uh, I I don't want to see Spain win it. I I, just, I don't really like Spain. Like they're like they're trying to win it. Uh, they, well, didn't they win, second? Didn't it win it like last time it was, or maybe the time before that? I felt like they had they had a year where they won the FIFA World Cup. They won it recently. Australia's never like come close to winning shit, man. It'd be super cool if Australia fucking. Australia's like, good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're man. not even at full um, strength, so imagine. Right. Yeah, they ain't got no Ben Simmons. They ain't. Got, I mean, there's some hmm. there's some guys they're missing. Um, but yeah, nevertheless. And um, remember, like all those. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe you you didn't hear about this, um, but they. They like when they when they started like selling tickets for the the game that the USA played in Australia. They build it with like, mm-hmm. Steph Curry and LeBron James and all the big names attached. And then like mm-hmm. of course none of those guys showed up. These people spent like six hundred dollars on tickets. And then to top it off, the way they did the court was they had like an elevated court. So like people who were sitting front row couldn't even fucking see it. Like the court was like higher than their fucking head. So like Terrible. these motherfuckers spent six hundred dollars on tickets to see guys that didn't show up, and it wouldn't have mattered anyway because they couldn't see the fucking game. Like it was fucking really bad. Um, so I feel That's bad about there. So I just I don't know. I'll, I'd like to see them. Uh, I'd like to see them win, and I think that would make uh, make it all worth it. Um, but anyway, uh, anything you want to add about the World Cup before we move on? Uh, not really. Uh, I think we said everything. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm disappointed. That's all. Like I expected more from Team USA. I'm happy for Frank and, and France, and I like seeing some of these younger guys. I like these guys ball out. I know Frank does, didn't do summer league this year because he wanted to play for France, and it looks like it's working out. <laughs> yeah, good call for him. Um, and you know it's um, you know I, I think it's it's somewhat invaluable experience you know that he's getting in that in that sort of situation. Um, that's why I like seeing all these young guys um, go go try out and play for Team USA. And you know only a handful of them made it. I would have liked to see more of them, um, but you know I, I like that. I like these young guys playing in these type of situations, especially if you're a guy like Frank or. You know, like Trey Young or De'Aaron Fox, guys who haven't made the playoffs yet. Like, it's kind of awesome to be in like these kind of pressure situations. You know, um, something that yeah. they haven't quite experienced. So, um, or at least not in their professional careers. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, good on Frank, and uh, we'll see what uh, ends up shaking out with the with the final four team. Uh, but for now, let's move on. Uh, Eric Gordon. Uh, has agreed to a four-year, $76 million contract extension. It was the max contract extension that the Rockets were uh, able to afford him. Uh, It breaks down. He'll make 16.8 next season, 18.2, then 19.5, then roughly $21 million in the final year. Interestingly enough, the final year is not guaranteed, uh, not fully guaranteed anyway, um, however, uh, the, uh, it becomes guaranteed either if he makes an all-star team or Houston wins a championship, a bit of an interesting contract negotiation, uh, on behalf of Daryl Morey. Uh, I kind of like that. Like, like 
give don't don't just give him the guarantee. Like give him like hey like go go and make an all star team, which is not gonna happen. Or like fucking help win us a championship, and then sure we'll pay you the fucking the the whole lot. Like we don't care if we win a championship. Um, so interesting, interesting bit of uh, contract manipulation there. Uh, what did you think about this extension? Oh, and and I guess one other thing, uh, kind of the one of the obvious things. This extension carries him throughout uh, – I, I believe carries him through the rest of Harden's contract and three uh, uh, for uh, – Westbrook has three years um, throughout that same time period as well. Uh, so, like, basically they have this four together minus if they trade anybody or whatever. Um, but nevertheless, you know, they they pretty much have the squad together. Um what did you think about this contract extension uh, for the Rockets and for Gordon? Uh, I feel like pay that man, and they did. So I'm very happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they paid their really small forward, um, and that's that, you know that's what it is. Uh, he, he's played well uh, as as their sixth man, and of course as their new small forward, uh, and. I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, I'm not. He's definitely playing out of position. So you know, well, at least for me, you know, you got to pay a guy that's you know you're, you're forcing to play out of position, uh, make it worth it. Um, and they're a small team to begin with, so it's like one of those things where like, uh, like uh, I personally don't love it, but I mean for him, you know, he should have the like a speed advantage over anybody he's playing against offensively. You know, struggle will be defensively. He's a strong guy, but it's still he's gonna yeah moments like you know but you know good for him overall uh if they could afford it good yeah absolutely and i think it's interesting uh especially now that they uh picked up uh russell westbrook all of their guards mm-hmm. are pretty big I keep forgetting he's you on know, the team like, like you said <laughs> they, they have right but they have a three guard rotation a three guard lineup you know classic dance yeah, like it's and it's fine, um, but like, I think it's a, I think it is an advantage. Um, maybe advantage isn't the right word, but it, it, it's not a detriment because all of these guys are big. Like James Harden is the biggest. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's six five. Gordon's like six four. Yeah. I think Russ is like six three. Um, but it, it, they're all, and you know, they all have those broad shoulders. They're all like a. Especially Harden and Gordon are both a little stocky. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Westbrook's not quite as stocky, but he's just like a fucking tank. Like having all mm-hmm. those bigger guards, I don't think it's going to hurt them as far as making rotations uh, for for most. Of it. Uh, obviously, it's going to suck when you know they they essentially go up against the Clippers and PJ Tucker's like. Well, guys, I can't guard both fucking Kawhi and Paul George, so what are we doing here? Um, that's when it's going to be really tough, and they're going to really have to rely on out shooting um, and out scoring um, a team like that. But, like, to be fair, everybody's going to have that problem with the Clippers if they stay healthy. So, <laughs> like, it's, 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 you know, it is what it is. But I think it's interesting. Um, before, uh, Gordon joined Houston. Uh, he had never played, uh, other than his rookie season, which he played 78 games that year, he had never played more than 64 games in a season. Uh, he obviously had battled, 
numerous injuries uh, throughout his career uh, in, in New Orleans. Uh, the year before he came to Houston, he only played 45 games that whole season. Um, he had a season where he only played nine, that being his first year in New Orleans. Um, so, you know, this is this has been the place that, you know, he's been able to be successful. Um, and he got the most, you know, amount of money, minus maybe the guarantees, but the most amount of money that he could get via an extension, um, I locked that shit up. I would I think just like we were talking about um two weeks ago with Karis Levert, um, same thing here. Like I mean, granted, you know, he's he's been healthy for the three years that he's been there in Houston. Um but like I mean you just never know, man. Uh if you're uh, if you're a player like Eric Gordon, like you fucking take that check. Um you're not you know yeah, of course. don't essentially don't get greedy. Don't be stupid. We've seen too many players, um, the, these like really good role players who like get greedy and then it ends up screwing them over. Hell, we saw it with Cousins, who is way more than just a really good role player. Um, like that, you know, him turning down that forty million dollar deal with New Orleans is, is kind of backfired. Um, now, granted, you know, it, it, it's easy to say that looking back on it. Um, I think. You know, at the time, we were kind of like, well, if you do the math, like, he's taking the $5 million this year. If he gets a max contract next year, it almost balances out. Um, but he just wasn't able to do that, and now he got hurt again. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, I think it's a smart move for him. I think for Houston, um, getting him, like, signed long-term, you want to have a core of guys together um, who you can roll with for the next three to four years. And they have that now. The only guy that you know that's in their starting rotation who's not signed for that long is is PJ Tucker. And given his age, you may not want him signed for that long. Um, nope. But or for that kind of for money. The most part, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it, so I think it's smart. I think. Uh, they, I, I'm not ruling out the possibility, especially given that it's Daryl Morey, that he might be traded at some point, and getting him on an extension might, you know, make that easier. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but I mean, I think that part of the arrangement is smart on Houston's part, and you know, like they don't really have because they're paying, you know, two super maxes. Uh, they don't really have recourse to go out and get other guys to help them at this point um, other than either draft or trade. Uh, so you want to make sure that you keep Eric Gordon and you're just kind of crossing your fingers that if a trade comes along, his it, the contract extension that you've <clears throat> given him doesn't prove to be um, something of, of – we'll say equal to less value. Um, you would want it to be a positive value, basically is what I'm trying to say. And I think that there's a strong possibility that it is at least for the first couple of years of the extension, uh, which is going to be their, their, their main kind of window is these next couple of years. So, you know, I, I think all in all smart on all sides, good for Eric for getting his money. Uh, smart for the Rockets for for holding on to this guy, uh, you know, given what the alternative would be. So, uh, all right, let's move on. The Memphis Grizzlies uh, are not interested in waiving Andre Iguodala and are requesting he report to training camp. 
I, I this is I'm paraphrasing. Um, I really didn't like the way that Shams uh, phrased his tweet. I thought it was kind of fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like he was basically like the Memphis Grizzlies are, are preventing Andre Iguodala from finishing his career on his terms, and it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I mean, they traded for him. Like, <clears throat> like I mean. What are we talking about here? Like, um, like I'm sure Memphis would be willing to let Andre Iguodala finish his career on his terms if he gave like returned a shit ton of money, money from that 18 million dollar contract. Um, exactly. I don't see Andre Iguodala wanting to return a significant amount of money from that 18 million dollar contract. So why the fuck would Memphis want to just cut him? Like, he, I would it, it, if. If I were cutting him and losing that asset, knowing that you know, come December fifteenth, when you know the, the everybody who signs is then eligible to be traded, um, I, yeah, I would I would be holding on to him until at least then, um, basically the trade deadline. Now, if the trade deadline comes and goes and they're not able to get anything for him or not able to construct a deal, and then they didn't cut him, sure that would then I would be uh, you know on his side in the matter. But, like, why the fuck would Memphis give up <clears throat> what is perceived around the league as, as something of a positive asset? It makes no fucking sense. And, yeah, if they're paying you $18 million a year, yeah, they're going to want you to show up to fucking training camp. Like, I don't know what the, the fucking thing is here. Like, this is kind of the same thing as what we talked about with the whole Chris Paul thing. Is like, dude, if you want to get traded, like, then be a good teammate, fucking start working with some of these young guys. They're not going to ask you to fucking play a significant chunk of minutes. Like, just stay in shape and be ready. Um, but, like, they're not buying you out unless you're leaving a bunch of money on the table. And, I, I mean, why would Iguodala do that? I, I, I think Memphis is smart for not doing this. Like, at least wait and see if you can get something between now and the deadline. Um Especially, like I said, when that June, uh, or December 15th mark hits. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Do you kind of see it the way I do? Or, I mean, maybe do you see that um, because Andre wants to leave and Memphis has, you know, obviously no interest in keeping him long term, that, you know, they should do him a solid or whatever? They have no obligation to do him a solid. <laughs> they they right. took him in to do themselves a solid. Uh, so the whole point is if you want out, you're going to help us out, and we'll help you out. We'll let you out. <laughs> uh, but if he does, like, how much – I don't know how much he, they still owe, but, like – and I get it. He probably wants to go out you know, with all his money. But at the same time, if you want to go play for a contender, you, you're going to have to give up some money. They're going to pay you. I don't know how much they're going to pay you, probably minimum. <laughs> but Right. But the minimum time is like $2.5 million. So that's where it right. starts. That's where I would start. Right. And what, I'd be like, exactly. if you ain't even coming to us with saying you're going to leave 2.5 mil on the table, we ain't even talking. At and least. I'm not even like, mm-hmm. yeah, at least, right. And I, I, I would want more than that. Like, you know, just because, like I said, I think, you know, I think he's more, I think he's valuable. <laughs> I really do. I think there's going to be plenty of teams out there. Um, like, I mean, just look at a team like the Lakers. Like, let's say right. they, you know, end up keeping Boogie on their roster. You know, that they I know they applied for um for uh whatchamacallit, the um uh 
basically the, yeah, the, the, the extra roster spot or whatever um, that uh, yeah. uh, that that um, what Boston was awarded after the Hayward injury. Um, yeah, we got the injured so, player. But they could still um, keep him. Thing. Right. So they could still keep him on the roster, and I think they could still trade him. I think that's how that works. It may not be. Um, but, like, just regardless of that, they cobbled together enough of their shitty contracts to get Iguodala and throw in, like, two seconds. Like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that's better than just cutting him. Like, so – and that's just one. You know, I mean, there's there's plenty of others. I mean, I think obviously – um, injuries could happen around the league. Like, look at a team like the fucking Trailblazers. You think they wouldn't want Andre Iguodala? Like, um, I mean, they could definitely use a guy like Iguodala. So, like, I just think there's too many teams around the league who, who need him, and there's still uh, enough bad salary around the league to where, even though he's way overpaid, um, that, you know, you could talk yourself into it, especially since it's an expiring contract. So, yeah, I mean, I just – I think when it all comes down to it, he will get moved. It may not be to the team that he wants to go to, which I think has kind of been indicated as the Clippers or the Lakers. But I feel like, too, that's just yeah. a lot of assumption. It's just a lot of people being like, yeah, he'll probably go to, like, L.A. because everyone goes to L.A., you know. But, yeah. I mean, I don't – I, 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 I don't know. I just, right, but, like, one. yeah, but – you know, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I'd honestly kind of rather see him on a team like Portland or Denver or, you know, somewhere. Uh, I would too, but he wants an easy win, so it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, it, you know, um, it, he's it's not up to him right now because he ain't giving back money. So right, um, exactly. Anyway, go, go play with Memphis. <laughs> right. I, and that's two great point. Like, six men. <laughs> right. Uh, and and you know what? Like, show up. Like, do, you know, do what you need to do there. Um, like I said, they're not going to – it's not like they're going to fucking, like, run you ragged. It's not like you're walking into a situation where you got fucking Tom Thibodeau. Like, all right, Andre, I'm going to need 45 minutes from you tonight. Like, it's not going to happen. You can play, like, maybe every other game at, like, you know, 16 to 20 minutes a game. They're just going to keep you fresh. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and and you know what? Like, it, I don't know if it's, like, he's just salty about the whole situation, which I get because, you know, he got traded. Um, you know, he he was kind of the ca- uh, the unnecessary casualty of, of KD wanting to leave and, you know, essentially the the Warriors trying to, you know, be two steps ahead and making that whole, you know, D'Angelo Russell move and all that. So I get it. I get that he's upset. But it's like, you shouldn't be upset at the fucking Grizzlies, man. They're just fucking trying to do what's best for them. Um, and, you know, that's that's how this fucking game is played. You know this. So, I don't right. know. We'll see. He's not going to finish the fucking year with, with the Grizz, though. We all know that. So, mm-hmm. but hopefully – I hope they get something for him. They should get something for him. They really should. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Um, but all right, let's move on uh, to another uh, sort of aging star, uh, ex star, I guess we should say. Um, or unless you want to, you know, consider him a big three MVP star. Uh, Joe Johnson has reached a partially guaranteed deal with the Detroit Pistons. 
Uh, the Pistons, uh, they also signed Michael Beasley, who they signed, like, what, less than a month ago um, to oh, open up the roster spot for him. <laughs> uh, <Yep. laughs> I, I think that's really funny. I'd much rather have Joe Johnson than Michael Beasley. I'm just saying. I agree. I agree. Um, what, do you, what do you think about Joe Johnson joining the Pistons on a, on a non-guaranteed deal? I like it. Uh, he showed that he could still ball a little bit there in the, in the big three. Now this is different. I was playing full court game. Uh, but I think Joe can be good in doses. Uh, you just can't expect him to be Joe of old. You know? He can't carry the team or whatever. Uh, this is this is new Joe Johnson. Uh, um, he he kind of struggled his final – the last season he was in the NBA. Um, uh, he just – Was he just had it? Was he? I think it was Utah. I think that yeah, he just didn't. He had well, moments, know, but it wasn't. I know like, the year before. The year before his final season was the year he went off in the playoffs because they had nobody like Hayward. I think that was the year they still. They, yeah, they definitely saw Hayward, and Hayward was just cold, like not not mm-hmm. being able to create anything. And Joe Johnson was just like, all right, it's all good. I'm gonna take this fucking yeah. shit over. Um, and he won him a right. game like in the fourth quarter. He did, he did, and I, I think his last uh, team was Houston. Though. You know, they they brought him in to, um, That's right. to try to help yeah. out. They had no bench, <laughs> uh, but it just right. wasn't enough <laughs> in the Houston offense, which involves a lot of running. Probably, I don't ever remember him playing. He barely played. He played a little bit, but didn't play a lot. Um, yeah. But you know, hopefully now in Detroit he'll play like a a, a role player uh, role. Somewhere in there, as off the bench or some shit like that. Uh, even though he could probably start on that team, considering how bad their wings are. Um, but I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that because I'm like, come on, these guys are young. They should be able to, should be able to run. I <laughs> mean, would you rather three. start? What? How old is Joe Johnson? Like 36? <sighs> something yeah, like that. About I think. Yeah. Something like that. He's good. mid to late 30s. Uh, He's like 30, yeah, I forget, like 37. 37 maybe, okay, something like that. Would you rather start like 37-year-old Joe Johnson or would you rather start, what, 31-year-old Tony Snell? I'd rather start 37-year-old Joe Johnson, man. Yeah, he's officially 38, that's what he is. 38, all right, there you go. 38. I guess, um... Yeah, I guess <laughs> he dominated Big Three. <laughs> yeah, like he played like he doesn't belong there. Like he was too good for that league. <laughs> um, right. So I mean, maybe he, this is a resurgence. Maybe this is what he needed, and uh, him and Derrick Rose will, will be fun uh, as they try to compete for their starting yeah. spots <laughs> against their less adequate, uh, you know, teammates. You know, so uh, I I, I right. can't wait to see how, see how training camp works out. <laughs> Right, yeah, dude, that's going to be interesting. This is going to be a fun team to watch this year because um, <clears throat> I have no idea. Like, They could be like the fifth seed or sixth seed, or they could be like the 10th, 11th, 12th seed. Like, There's a wide right. range of outcomes for this team, um, and obviously yeah. a lot of that just depends on Blake Griffin's health. But like um, – Most of it, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, think, I think this is a good move. Out of all the teams that he was kind of rumored to join – um, it's kind of the same thing as what I was talking about as far as, you know, like 
Would you rather see Iguodala go to, like, the fucking Lakers or the Clippers where he'd be playing behind these star-studded talents? Or would you rather see him go to a team like Portland where he would, like, actually be a fucking contributor on a fucking, like, quality playoff team? Um, I'd rather see the latter, and that's the same thing with this Joe Johnson thing because I think he was – I know he was tied to Philadelphia. Um, I, I know there were a couple other teams. Um, that were mentioned. I don't remember who um, off the top of my head. Um, but I really like his fit in Detroit, like we said, because they don't have fucking any wings. Like, they don't have any, like, good wings. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I, I I don't – I do wonder how good of a defender he's going to be at age 38. Like, that's the biggest concern for me. Can he – can he – is he going yeah. to be able to, to have the lateral quickness to keep up with guys, keep guys in front of him? I doubt it. I, I just don't think so at this age. Um, but you know what? Like, I mean, I don't think he's going to be that. I don't think he's going to be any worse than like Luke Kennard. I mean, yeah, Luke Kennard's not athletic. Like, again, Luke Kennard's a knockdown shooter. That's like one thing he's got going for him. Um, but, like, you know, I think he'll find a, a viable role on this team, whether it's a starter or whether he's coming off the bench. So he's probably going to come off the bench, let's be real. But um, but I do think you raise the interesting question of both he and Derrick Rose um, competing against, I presume, Tony Snell as the starting three for this team um, and uh, right. Reggie Davis as the starting point guard. Um I think there are going to be factions. Thank you, Reggie Jackson, not Davis. Um, but there, I think there's going to be factions of this this fandom that are like taking these guys' sides uh, throughout the season. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll it'll definitely be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, good for Joe Johnson, man. Um, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel bad for Mello. <laughs> Still kind of feel bad for Mello. I'm waiting for that Brooklyn get news to drop. Yeah, I think um, he will. I think he will. <clears throat> I hope so, man. Like, get, just let the man have have a last year in New York. It'd be nice. Um, but mm-hmm. we 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 talked about that enough last episode. Um, but all right, let's move on. For sure. Uh, NBA has put the Knicks on the ninja. Headbands. What the fuck, dude? Those things look fucking badass, dude. I love the ninja headbands. Exactly. What do you think about the I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention it last season, but every time it came up, I'm like, bro, I fucking love that look. I love the way it looks. I'm like, I, I'm yeah. digging the ninja headbands. I really, who really wore, am. Who wore the ninja head, headband the best? Oh, Montrez. Jimmy, Jimmy wore Butler, them. Uh, Mike um, Scott, oh, that's my vote, dude. Mike Scott rocked that fucking ninja, ninja headband. Then he really drew Holiday, big for it. Jared uh, Allen or the pro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Allen had it. Uh, probably other people I can't think of at the top of my head, but uh, a lot of people rocked it pretty good. Uh, I, I did like yeah. the way it looked on a lot of different guys. And I'm upset now that it's gone. Like, Shit, man. It really looked cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like I don't, I don't Fuck. understand. And you know what's the, the, the worst part about it is they tried to cite like that it could be hazardous on the court. Yeah, like yeah. some bad could happen. Like, what the fuck is gonna happen with a fucking ninja headband? Well, I mean, you're, you're right, right. someone's gonna like grab it. Like, yeah, they're worried about long hair. 
<laughs> like, yeah, but you don't outlaw long hair. People can grow their hair as long as they want. Cause what's the fucking difference between right. hair and a headband? Like, that's You're fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. It is stupid. Not to yeah, mention stupid. the NBA, NBA.com sells them on their website. Or has sold them on their website. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. That's crazy, yo. I, I'm like, that it's is fucked cool up, looking. right? Digging the ninja head. Yeah, it's fucked up. Some stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking lame. Um, Not much more to add to this, but just saying, like, Silver, come on, bro. Like, you need to. Yeah, like, stop, like, what are you doing? You got you got bigger fish to try to worry about, bastards. like, cool-looking fucking headbands, man. Like, I yeah. heard, and I love this. I fucking love this idea. I heard uh, somebody say, and I don't remember who it was. I listen to way too many podcasts to fucking remember this shit. But I heard somebody say, there needs to be somebody, I don't know who, but there needs to be somebody who comes out at the beginning, like, first game of the season and just like cuts the little eye holes out of a headband and goes full Ninja Turtle, <laughs> like just to <laughs> fucking protest it. <laughs> like just shows up. Like you don't even gotta play with it the whole day, but just like walk out with it under the court, like yeah. and fucking put that um, shit on. Man, and we walk out we all court. needed Russell Westbrook to be that guy though, didn't we? <laughs> yes. Oh God, dude. Uh, I don't think I think he'd be a little self conscious to do it, but he'd be the perfect fit for it. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, that would be fucking great. Um, shout out to whoever came up with that uh, that idea because I fucking love it. Um, all right, let's mm-hmm. move on. Uh, don't want to spend too much time on this, but I, I I do think I mean it's obviously making the rounds because it's fucking dog days of summer. There ain't much shit to talk about. But I mean, there were some interesting points from it. KD man, KD's still salty. Um. Yeah, you know, he he said he, he, in this recent interview he cited that he he wanted you know at some point to go back to OKC, but you know after the way they treated him, that you know he he's basically like fuck them now, and you know he talked about how you know he he doesn't like all these NBA execs all the time, like he 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 dogged on Steve Kerr a little bit, and you know he even had you know basically saying like. You know, it, it, with the guys in Golden State, like, we weren't on the same page. It was always KD and the Warriors or the Warriors and KD. I was never really a part of the team. Um, well, let me just take this real quick. Um, well, two things. I'm not going to address all of them. But two things. One, this whole OKC thing, maybe it's been an overreaction from, from the fans, um, particularly I imagine the fans in OKC. But this whole situation reminds me of in Pulp Fiction when uh, John Travolta is explaining to uh, Samuel L. Jackson about how Marcellus threw a dude out of a window for giving his wife a foot massage. <laughs> and he's like, man, like, fuck, that's a bit of an overreaction. He was like, yeah, but overreaction, but, I mean, you had to expect a reaction. Like, you don't just give a man's wife a foot massage and not expect a reaction. Um, and, like, that's what that's what that reminds me of. Like, what the fuck were you expecting, KD? Like, you had to expect a reaction. Like, was it maybe a little much? Sure. Um, but, like, come on, bro. Like, you you had to expect a reaction. Um, I, I just don't – I don't see how you, you were naive if you didn't. Um, and then the other thing, I just feel like a lot of a lot of what Katie talks about is always revisionist history, whether it's 
no, I was never going to join the Knicks. It was always going to be the Nets. It was always going to be the Nets. Or mm-hmm. I, you know, always wanted to go back to OKC, but you know, after the way they treated me, like I, I just can't do it anymore. Like he just, I, and I don't know. Maybe he believes it. Maybe he convinces himself of these things. I don't know. Um, but there, there does always seem to be like this revisionist history that goes on with Kevin Durant that is just like. Dude, just don't even answer the question. Or, like, I don't know. Like, you're not doing yourself any favors. You look like – you basically look like you're just not, like – I don't want to say not man enough because I'm not going to question a, a, a guy's manhood. But, like, you know, that you're not comfortable to even answer a question, like, truthfully. Like, because of whatever reason. Fill in the blank. Hell if I know. I mean, that dude is – uh, Magnum P.I. couldn't solve the shit going on in his head. But, like, you know what I mean? He's just always kind of got this revisionist history thing. You know, and he said the same thing about Boston, like, because Boston was rumored to be in the mix. And, you know, basically, Katie said, you know, no, it was always Golden State. And it's like, you took a meeting with Boston. Why don't you take a meeting with Boston mm-hmm. if you weren't even considering them? Like, dude, like, come on. Um, so, like, yeah, like, all that shit, it, that's just, it gets on my nerves. But anyway, I digress. It, do you have anything to add here? Your Just any thoughts on what he had to say about all this different stuff? No. He's a fucking diva. Uh, all he does is complain <laughs> at this point. I, I have little to no patience with him anyway. Anyway, due to this summer's, uh, his, his choices this summer. So, yeah, no, I have nothing good to say. <laughs> all right, well. Um, Joel living the motto of his mama. If you ain't got anything good to say, don't say nothing at all. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, all right, let's move on to our top story. Uh, I'm excited about this. SI released their top 100. Um, we're not going to break down the top 100. I think once you get out of the top 10, it gets, it just gets like, so like, I don't want to say like pick your poison, but like you, you just make so many wide-ranging arguments, you know? Like, I think they have Luca at number 30, and I think you can make an argument that he should be in the top 20. I think you should make an argument that he shouldn't be in the top 40. Like, it just, it, it sways so much once you get, like, into the teams and later on. Um, but nevertheless, I think a top 10 is, like, a really good benchmark. I love this top 10. Let me run it off for you. Giannis, one. Please do. Kawhi, two. LeBron, three. Steph, four. Harden five, AD six, Joel Embiid seven, Nikola Jokic eight, PG thirteen nine, Dame Dalla ten. Um, I this is like as far as who I have in my top ten. Um, this is exactly the same players that I have in my top ten. Not the exact same order. It's pretty fucking close though. I I don't see how you. I guess if you're just projecting that Giannis is going to continue to improve, I could see how you have him mm-hmm. number one. I feel like Kawhi shut his ass down in the fucking playoffs, and I just got to give that nod to Kawhi. Like right now, here here and now, I got to say Kawhi one, Giannis two, LeBron three. Uh, I'm still keeping LeBron in the top three. Um, and then, you know, honestly, I think, you know, I, I think LeBron not making the playoffs – as much as maybe that wasn't his fault, there was a lot of things, uh, or not entirely his fault, I guess I should say. A lot of things going on um, that happened, injury, trade rumors, 
drama, all that. Um, but, like, not making the playoffs and not being able to showcase playoff LeBron, I think that should hurt you a little bit. I really do. I think I do think that deserves him dropping down a couple notches. And this is the first time since as I started this, this um, poll at the beginning of each year where LeBron has not been number one. Um, but I think it's deserved. Um, I really do. Uh, and then the only other difference that I have, I got Dame at seven. They got him at ten. I got him at seven. Um, and then you just slide everybody down. So I got him beat at eight, Jokic at nine, Paul George at ten. Um, but I think Dame's just so much more valuable than those other guys. I don't necessarily think he's a better player than like Embiid or Jokic. Um, and you could maybe make an argument that Jokic, his value is 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 just so supremely weird because of the his fit on that team and everything else but like mm-hmm. uh, like a you it, it, i know it's a wing dominated league but these like like super elite point guards which there's really only two maybe three of them it depends i think if you consider um I, well it, two things i think it, it depends on whether you think Kyrie you know is in that grouping um, and it also depends on whether you consider, you know, Harden a point guard or not. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, if you're going true point guards, uh, then Dame is definitely the second best point guard in the league, in my opinion. Uh, and I just think his value is, is just almost immeasurable. I do have him just behind Anthony Davis um, just because of – I just I, – I think Anthony Davis just – he's so fucking talented – I think he would have had a great year last year had all that shit not gone down, which, of course, I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of it was his fault. Um, but nevertheless, yeah. I think he's primed and ready to have a really good year. Um, so I do have him just that notch above. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, as far as the top ten is concerned, I got no real problems with it. I, you know, I've, I got a couple things that I got different. But um, overall, I think they fucking nailed it. What are your thoughts on this top ten? I'm assuming this top ten and means that they're not they're including they're they're not including people that are currently injured. Mm. I would assume Kevin Durant would yeah. be in the top ten, right? All right, yeah. I was yeah. just I'm making oh, sure. Because yeah. he was healthy, I'm like I would probably say he's top ten, right? Uh, no, as as I don't like him sure. right now. Not even probably. <laughs> I would probably say he's top three. <laughs> like right, if he never right. got hurt. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, all right. So, I see why he's not in the top ten. All right. So, Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron. Yeah, I mean, based on what I've seen this year, uh, yeah, I, I can't argue any. Those are those are definitely the top three as long as Durant is out. Uh, you have uh, Curry, Harden, Davis. Yep. Uh, probably Davis a little higher when um when he's on like. Focused, I think Davis is probably a top three player or fourth, at least top four. Um, so Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, obviously as long as he stays, you know, in shape, he's, he's good. Uh, Jokic, obviously, is a beast. Uh, Paul George in the top ten. Oh, Damian Lillard. It's tough, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paul George, is, he trying... is he is my number ten, um, and he was yeah, the yeah, hardest I one. I mean, I had to kind of scour the league and be like, but. Because I didn't feel like he was a top ten player, but like when you look at the league, it's like who's better than him? Like, yeah, okay. Like just for instance, number eleven on their list is Jimmy Butler. Uh, I'm not putting Jimmy Butler above Paul George. I mean, 
I, I, I see you can make the argument. Paul George a better shooter. Paul George um, equally probably not probably better defender at this point. Like Jimmy Butler's living living a little bit off reputation at this point. Not entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not like Rondo yeah. living off reputation. Um, but but no, nah, man. I mean, he's not the defender that he used to be um, at all. Like I mean, he's he's just not. Um, and you know, I I think Paul George is just a better defender at this point. Um, I think I'd rather have Butler taking the last shot. I'll give him that just because he's not afraid of the moment. Um, but, like, yeah, I, w- I would probably take Paul George above him. Um, and, you know, after that, it just really kind of gets into the – kind of into the mix, and I don't know. I, I just don't see – I don't see anybody out there who, who I would, like, surpass Paul George for that number 10 spot. Yeah, I can't argue with that either. Um, I, I'm trying to see if I find my list, but um, there it is. But yeah, it's one of those things where like Paul George again, he got hurt, like so kind of to me at least dipped a little bit. But he had a phenomenal fucking season when he was 100 percent healthy. Right. So just just yeah. even if you base it on his what he did this season, it's hard to argue that he's not a top ten player. Uh, and he is. He definitely is. He's, he's, he's a beast. So I'm not going to argue with that. Um, I would say, I mean, Kyrie Irving, I think maybe an honorable mention. Uh, I'm, uh, I think no, he was Bradley, like Bradley. well. Was he? Okay. Uh, Clay or Thompson. Maybe he might have even been later, honestly. Mm, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I, know I, I don't know if they included Clay because of the injury. Um, yeah, I didn't go. look at the whole list, but um, I get it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, trying to look I'm not sure they did. But I do love Cat. Mr. Johnson, man. I know if he was healthy, I would say so. Um, there's some guys that would, yeah, I'd definitely consider. Maybe Jimmy Butler, like you were saying, Jimmy Butler, possibly, but maybe you know, just under. Uh, Bradley Beal possibly, but he's just just out of it, you know. Um, Kyrie, I think Kyrie would probably be the other one you maybe can make a argument for. Oh, see, I would take Russell's Jimmy above Kyrie. Uh, Jimmy, you said Jimmy. Yeah, I would take Jimmy above Kyrie. Really. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, I know Bryce. I just got through saying he's lost a step defensively. But he's still, I mean, he's still way better than fucking Kyrie Irving. Like, Kyrie doesn't like defense at all. Well, I, I just mean defensively. I don't mean that, like, as overall. I just mean defensively he's way better than Kyrie Irving. Like, I don't think that's yeah. a – That's – yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would put him slightly, slightly above. Um, I think – okay, so I've got the list. They got – they got Jimmy eleven, Westbrook twelve, Towns is thirteen. They got Gobert okay. fourteen. Um, I, like I mean Gobert, defensively, man. yeah. I mean defensively, the dude's a fucking beast. Kyrie's fifteen. Okay, so there you go. Wow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So they got Gobert above twenty. Him. What's that? I said no. Fuck him. He's twenty. <laughs> gotta drop him down Damn they got Al Horford 18 That's probably a little high for Al you know, I, I love the guy But it's probably a little high Like they got him above Kemba Walker I would put Kemba Walker yeah. above Al Horford I'm just saying like, 
Um, damn, they still got Chris Paul at 21. Okay, here here's where I'm at. They got Bradley Beal at 22. They need to move Bradley Beal off that list. That would be that's when that's when I start to get in gripe mm-hmm. mode. When I see Bradley Beal at 22, I'm just gonna stop there. We don't need to go through the whole list. But like, I see, I would have Bradley Beal as like a top 15 player. Um, I mean, I'd have him, I'd have him above Chris Paul. I'd probably have him even above Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, I, I would, uh, I'd have, I'd have him probably above Timba. Blake is tough because Blake, like, Blake is 17. When Blake's not hurt, he's so fucking good. Like, I don't think people, I don't think people understand the leap that Blake has made and, and like the couple years he's been in Detroit now, like being a ball, like a facilitator, being basically a point forward, uh, his improved range and, and a consistent three point shot, like just all the way around. Um, Draymond is 17. That kind of makes sense, but I would put Beal above him. Just as an all around player, I would definitely put they got Aldridge at 16. I definitely put Beal above him. So like, there's a lot of guys that I I would move move down in favor of bringing up Bradley Beal. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I like the fact that they put a lot of time and effort into these lists. Um, and you know, as far as the top ten, I I think they did a really good job. Um, and yeah, no complaints. Um, all right, a couple things before we get into our best duos. Um, unless you got anything to add on uh, the top ten. Uh, like who I, 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 I kind of stay in the same spot. Uh, I think Bradley Beal deserves more love than he's getting. Um, shit. I would say uh, everyone else. I think I'm happy with like based on like the, the way you just laid, laid it out. I just want Bradley Beal a little higher. Uh, yeah. Fuck. I would say. Yeah, I gotta bring my shit up again. <laughs> but yeah, you get one. Like, for the <laughs> yeah, most man, part, I, I agree with the list. Oh, by the way, okay, interestingly enough, they they do have Mike Conley ranked above Donovan Mitchell. So I feel somewhat vindicated in wow. suggesting that maybe that maybe Someone's a big two of Mike Conley crack. and Rudy Gobert is better than Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So I feel justified in in saying that now. Um, but nevertheless, I think we agreed that no matter which direction you went, that was a very fucking good big two, um, or, or, or duo yeah. or whatever. Um, all right. Well, yeah, a couple things I wanted to mention, uh, or at least one thing. Uh, I know there was one thing, um, shout out to Steve Ballmer. Um, did you see this? He is investing a hundred million dollars into the, uh, Inglewood, uh, community where they're constructing the new um, Clippers Arena. I heard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I heard. yeah he, he's dropping a hundred million dollars, investing it into like infrastructure, education, um, in and around the city. Um, like, look, I know it's it's you know for a guy who I think net worth is somewhere in like the forty billion dollar range. A uh, hundred million dollars is chump change to him. Um, however, uh, that being said. Look, like we see all the time, all of these like really super rich dudes, and, and like they ain't giving any of it back. <laughs> like, so you know, like 
I, I get it. it. It's not like it's not like a huge like chunk of money, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> comparatively speaking, for Steve Ballmer. But it is it is a mm-hmm. significant chunk of money to that community. Um, so props to him, man. Like that's that's really fucking cool. Um, it's also really cool that he's doing that now. Like he didn't have to fucking do that now. They're still not going to be in that arena for you know three or four years. Um, so props to him. And also, I don't want to paint this as anything other than a very nice charitable thing to do for a community that you're um, you know looking to. Uh, be a part of in the very near future, um, but you know maybe that goes a long way into you know getting that community to buy into the Clippers um, and you know start rooting for the Clippers now while they're really really good, uh, so that way when they move in they're going to already have this kind of um, kind of built-in hospitality that they have ingratiated themselves with. Um, so maybe it's a smart play. Um, in that sense as well. But it certainly, even aside from that, doesn't take away from it just being like a, a genuinely good thing. Um, so, yeah, props to Balmer. Would you, I mean, is there anything that you want to add there? No, I I like it. I like that he's doing it. I do like uh, that he's, uh, I like that they're moving, even if it's not, it's, it's, it's basically the same city, but I don't like when teams play in the same arena or uh, stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the sharing part of it. I think you lose some roster there. Like, I hate sharing an arena Dude, with the are Jets. Are you still in, sharing in, in an arena or a, a stadium with a Jets? Stadium. Yeah. I, I, it's yeah, still a shared stadium. And it's called MetLife now instead of Giant Stadium, which I had to suck for them for so long playing in Giant Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what well, it is. Uh, you now, do that's that's corporatism for you. Like you were always gonna. It was it was never gonna always be Giant Stadium. But um, yeah. So I mean that that has more to do with that aspect. But yeah, that does suck. Like I I like I like classic stadium names. That's why college football is really cool because you get those classic stadium names. Like they, there's sure. they're never gonna call like the Georgia Bulldogs that play um, uh, in Stanford Stadium. Uh, and actually now Dooley Field is the name of the field in Sanford Stadium, uh, named after uh, Vince Dooley. Um, They just did that uh, this past weekend. Um, So that was super cool to see. Um, Vince Dooley, a living legend. Uh, Anybody who follows the the Bulldogs knows knows who that is. Um, But, but yeah, like, I mean, it's cool. Like, you you have Sanford Stadium, you know. It's it's never going to be, you know, fucking – yeah, I don't know. Chick Fil A Stadium, like it's just never. That's, uh-huh. that's one of the cool things about college football. Um, you don't get that very often a- a- anymore. So, but no, I um, get it. But yeah, like I, I agree. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the shared stadium. I don't like shared city. I don't even like that. I, I think I don't like I think it the either, one bonus with baseball and football. I'm so is used to it here. They don't. Well, but the the the, the bonus or the one thing that makes it different is you're not in the same like division or conference because it's not right. done geographically. Well, it is done geographically, but you obviously you have the it's it's done across two different conferences yeah. geographically. Conference, so you have right, the AFC right. and the NFC and the AL and the NL. Um, so you never see those lines crossed 
um, city to city, you know, any city that has two teams, they're going to be in different conferences, um, which in basketball, obviously, they don't have that. They've never had that. Um, so it, it's, no. it's particularly shitty in basketball. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's right here too. They're like right, I'm not dead, breathing down our necks. Uh, so it's like uh, I, I don't like it either, um, especially when they moved into New York, like specifically back into New York because they've been there in New York before. Um, um, it is what it is though. I got used to it. Like I'm so used to every team having, especially New York teams. Uh, like mm-hmm. every, we have two of everything, and like we have three hockey teams. And I was gonna like, say, like, like three, three hockey, hockey teams. teams. <laughs> we have three hockey yeah. teams. It's crowded. <laughs> At least Buffalo is <laughs> in New York, but it's like so far. It's like closer to Toronto than it is fucking the city, like New York right. City. <laughs> yeah, I don't really count. That's way up yeah. in New York. That's out there. But you know what's weird? You know what, like, what's weird, though, is, like, New York City doesn't have, like, any, like, real legit college teams. I think, what is St. Saint, Saint John's is the New York City college uh, team? Like basketball? Or Seton Hall? Seton Hall, yeah. Seton Hall's in Dick and Jersey. Seton Hall, also has uh, St. John's is in New York. Uh, Rutgers is in Jersey. Um, right. And then Syracuse yeah. is, again, way Syracuse, out there. It's not any up there, close yeah, to the city. No, it's really far north New York, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, in the city, it used to be St. John's. Yeah, big, good, big St. Yeah. John's. Uh, yeah, and they, and they hadn't been good in fucking years. They hadn't been good since no, Chris Mullins no, played. Not. So, yeah. like, well, yeah. you gotta understand, like, we don't um, care about college <laughs> over here. My, well, yeah, I, I know you don't care about college football, but college basketball though used to be really uh, big used in to New York City. Shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, Used to be big back in the day, especially with back in like John's. the eighties, nineties. Yeah, St. John's was right, big. Like, yeah, was especially like early Big yeah. East, like in the in the yeah, like, in the early eighties, mid eighties. Like there's some but, there's some good colleges in, in Pennsylvania, like Villanova. And, oh yeah, and St. Joe's, shit like that. Yeah, but uh, like New York, no, not, I mean nothing big, nothing fancy. You go up to the UConn. There's some up if you go in Connecticut. There's UConn and shit, but like. Right, New York, New York. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Syracuse is a big, big deal. Syracuse has got to be the biggest one. Yeah, but again, that's really far from them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's way further than Rutgers or or Seton Hall or you know. I mean, fuck, even even probably like Temple at that point. Temple and yeah, um, Villanova Philly, yeah. are both in Philadelphia, and right, I, feel, right. I feel like Philly's closer to New York City than Syracuse is. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. But. Oh, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway, we're getting off on a tangent. We're being like this. This you're you're acting like Juwan right now. Just you're just entertaining my tangents. So we're just rolling right along. Oh. <laughs> I'm just rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> um, going with the flow. All right. Enough. Enough geography lessons uh, for everybody uh, on <laughs> fucking the basketball schools of the Northeast. <laughs> let's uh, let's get like back into the matter at hand. Um, let's uh-huh. let's shift over uh, to a different geographical region, uh, the Midwest, and talk about our final. Um, well, not our final, um, but our final best duos, volume six of the first round of duos. 
uh, where we're breaking right. down each of the six divisions, um, who has the best duos in these divisions, and Joel and I vote on uh, what teams will move on uh, to be uh, in in the final uh, bracket, if you will, for us to discuss. Um, all right, so just a quick recap. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I'm just going to try to pull up. Um, Use your uh, brain. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to pull up just all the NBA teams and see see if I can pick out, um, like, who, who who we had move on. Um, hopefully I can get okay. us fucking situated by uh, by division. Um, oh, do you have can. it? No, I know, but I, I think we can do it. I think I can probably wing it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is this is just alphabetical. Um, so, uh, is it? let me see if I yeah, I was gonna see if I could get. Um, let me see if I can. I got it here. Let me see. I got it. I got uh, what the fuck is it? I lost it. Oh, standing. All right, all right, here we go, here we go, I got it, I got it. Um, all right, so we started, we started with what? In the Pacific. So we had, we had the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Um, those were the teams that made the cut out there. Um, in yep. the uh, Northwest Division, uh, we said Denver, Portland, and Utah all made the cut. There was a little mm-hmm. discrepancy, as I cited to earlier. I think we ended up going with Donovan Mitchell, just because I caved, and I was right. like, sure, fine. Um, you're like, yeah, you damn right, you cave. <laughs> uh, and then in the Southwest Division, only Houston made it. We 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 labored on maybe having Dallas, but uh, we decided um, that you know they need to prove it. Yeah. Like Lucas still got to right, make right. that that second year lead. Porzingis got to be healthy. We got to see it, um, basically. Right. Uh, then we came over to the East. Uh, let's see, we did uh, I think the Southeast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think any of those teams made it, <laughs> right? I don't think. Uh, I don't think Atlanta, so. the closest. Atlanta, I think Washington would have made it if they were healthy. I think that's what we. Said. If John Wall was 100 percent healthy, yeah, I think that's where we, right, where we settled yeah. on. Um, and then uh, with the Atlantic Division, I think we had Brooklyn and Philly. Did we? Yeah, Brooklyn. That was correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe it was. Um, so that's. That's where we're at. So that is one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams. We're at nine currently. Um, this is the last division. No. Uh, this is the central division. Um, so we're going to start out with the Chicago Bulls. Um, who do you got for their dynamic duo? The Bulls? Um, that's a good question. At at the moment, I'm gonna go Zach Levine and mm-hmm. Markinen. Right? Yeah, or, I would probably have to agree. Yeah, is that like, Otto Porter? Mean, um, but I'm not. He just got there. Right. <laughs> I love Otto Porter, man. Like I really do. Me too. He's. I I I really think um he was kind of. Super quietly, like a really good pickup for the Bulls. Um, a because even though he was like really overpaid, he's still young, um, and he was exactly mm-hmm. what they needed. And once his contract is up, they can renegotiate it and make it a little more palatable. Um, and, mm-hmm. and maybe they get lucky and don't have someone swoop in and give him a big offer. Um, but they, did, they just ended up not giving up much to get him. Well, they gave they gave a Bobby right. Portis, who yeah. had already turned down 
an extension. They didn't. They weren't interested in bringing him back for more than you know. I think he they offered him a forty-four million dollar extension over four years, and he turned it down. Which wow. again, that was pretty stupid. Um, yeah, he's trying to bet on himself. They gave up somebody else in that deal, but I, I wasn't someone. Oh, Jabari Parker. So like again, yeah. they didn't. They at that point he was just an expiring contract. So um, ended up working out for him. Um, but yeah, I ultimately agree with you. I think I I like Otto Porter more than I like Rodriguez because I think Mark. Otto Porter is like a, a harder player to find. Somebody who is basically a three and D guy, but can kind of create a little bit. Um, not a whole lot, but I mean he can a little bit. Um, and he's just like a really good glue guy. Um, like. Uh, Zach Levine types um, are, are there's a lot of them out there. Um, like you know, I mean, and they and they just I don't know they cost you a shit ton of money. Um, granted, the deal they got Zach Levine on is kind of looking pretty decent right now. <laughs> um, what twenty was it nineteen point five million dollars a year uh, for four years is what they ended up getting him on. Um, that ain't looking so bad now. Um, so. Uh, but but nevertheless, like Levine, his ability to score the basketball is is up there with any of you know the kind of elite shooting guards, um, combo guards, whatever, uh, in the league. So I think you got to go with him. And then marketing, just his ability to stretch the floor. Um, he obviously needs to improve defensively, uh, but like he's smart. He plays the game very smart. He didn't necessarily have the most athletic tools, but he has enough of them to where I think he can put it together and be a, a, like a non-negative defensively. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a paint protector, but I think I think it's going to be interesting to see this year how they use him basically with having Wendell Carter be like that guy who protects the paint, but they can slide him to center and bring in Thaddeus Young to play the four to be that like defensive um, swing guy who can get out on the perimeter and you know dip into the paint and kind of a jack of all trades do everything defender. Um, I really like the Bulls, man. I'm I'm flirting with having them make it in the playoffs. I haven't convinced myself of it yet, um, but I, I have flirted with it. But Nevertheless, I ultimately agree with you. I think you got to go with those two guys. I think they're just, as far as in a vacuum, they're just the two best talents on their team. Like, and you know, that's that's kind of what we're doing here for the most part, unless there's a viable argument otherwise. And I just can't make a viable enough argument for for Porter. Um, so he'd definitely be my third guy if there's if this was a big three thing. Um, all right, uh, Cleveland. I this prefer honestly big threes, you know. But now is the year of the two, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland, what you doing? Cleveland, oh fuck, all right, uh, Cleveland. Um, obviously Kevin Love. What are you the coach? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Love, obviously. I'll uh, be, uh, and then I guess, uh, yeah, I have to go with Sexton until I see what the other ones do. You? Can do. Yeah, I think so. Like, who else you got? Fucking, uh, what's your name? <laughs> maybe Garland. I, like, 
Gar- I don't know what I got in Garland yet. I mean, I know he yeah, looks true. good. Um, I, I don't know. You got Garland, but he's a rookie, and you have um, what's his name, the Turkish dude, um, uh, Jetty. Chetty Osman, right? So Chetty, that's another guy, but I don't think he's a, a foundational piece. Uh, not nah, that Kevin Love nah. is going to be there long term, but he is their best player. He's there Tristan right now. Thompson is, yeah. is there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I defined there, but yeah, sure. Occasionally <laughs> uh, there, in spirit. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I, right now, I have. I, I don't Colin think Sexton. I was going the other way. I don't think he's there in spirit. I think he's just there physically. I think the spirit's gone now. <laughs> yeah, contract there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Sexton and Love. Yeah, see, I want to go Garland just because I wasn't that impressed with Sexton, and I feel like. If they were that impressed with Sexton, they wouldn't have taken Garland. They would have taken Culver. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. So I really wonder, man. I, what's that? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But for now, until, yeah. I, until, until, that, until that's established. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to go Garland. Just, I don't know. Just call it a hunch. Um, but it's not like it matters. Like, they, they're not advancing. So. They're not going um, to, yeah. Not going to. Game place. All right, uh, Detroit. Um, I I mean, d- d- do we throw Joe Johnson in the mix now? No, I'm just playing. Um, no, uh, you got to go Blake, and I guess you go Drummond. No. I mean, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's I mean, no I think you have to. Other than that. Even though, yeah, yeah, even though, like, I would really like to have like a guard next to next to Blake. They just don't like what Derek. Rose, one, is that know. your best guard? Yeah. Exactly. He just got there, right. and it's not like he, and it's not a one-year deal. It's not, right. That's not, not going to – any more than that. <laughs> Joe Johnson and Derrick yeah. Rose. If that's – yeah, it's ten, like like seven years ago maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. you got to see it. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking dope. <laughs> God, that would be – yeah, that would be really good. Um, that would be pretty good. <laughs> but, yeah, right. But yeah, no. I mean, you gotta go Drummond. I mean, even though the guy like he's not a particularly great defender, um, he's not a huge offensive threat as far as like creation. Um, but the man just gobbles up fucking rebounds and Damn right. shoots a very high volume. Um, and he's yes, he he's does. gotten a lot better at his free throw shooting. He's improved year to year every year. You would have to think he'll add something else to his game this year um, and, and improve a little bit more. Um, and, and the biggest thing, you just don't have another viable option. So I really want them to trade him for something. And, you know, I threw out that whole DeMar DeRozan swap with some other players and what have you. I would love that. I would, Just something. Like get, get him somewhere where he can be more effective and get like somebody who will complement him better, you know, um, I really would like to see that, but we shall see. All right, uh, Indiana. This is kind of interesting. I mean, I'm I'm pretty set in what I think, but I think you can make an argument for a, a, a third guy. Um, who are you going with? Yeah, I, I think we had this dispute because uh, I had um, Oladipo and uh, 
Sabonis. And he said it shouldn't be Miles Turner. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's right. right. It could be Miles Turner. Yeah. No, so it's definitely like, Miles oh, like, Turner. Yeah. See, I thought Sabonis would be that guy. But, yeah, Miles Turner. I like Miles Turner, but. Yeah. Miles Turner <laughs> is just so much better defensively. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Sabonis better rebounder. And Sabonis is maybe better offensively, though I, I think – I don't think really I, – I think they're about equal offensively. Um, I, I, I Turner's a better shooter. Sabonis is a better finisher. Um, I think that's kind of a watch. Neither is really a creator um, for themselves. Um, right. But I think, you know, what it comes down to to me is like – you know, I, I think when you're looking at Turner, he's really, really fucking good defensively, uh, both protecting the paint and guarding the perimeter. Uh, great shot blocker. But, like, there are guys who are great shot blockers who are not great defensively. They're just great at blocking the ball. You know, like, I mean, right. we see that all the time. But, but particularly in college, we see guys in college who blow up, um, you know, in college because they block a bunch of shots. And then, you know, it's like when they get to the NBA, they it doesn't translate. Um, but, uh, no, I'm definitely on Turner, and I'm surprised. Uh, like, my uh, honestly, my other – I wasn't even considering Simonis, which is probably surprising you. I was thinking more Brogman. I was thinking you could make an oh, argument yeah. for Brogman. Because, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, 50, 40, 90 guy. Uh, um, he uh, is, yeah. is really good defensively, um, very switchy. Yeah. Um, big guard, six five, six six. Um, like I think you can make an argument for I like if I were taking like just who I would rather have in a vacuum, I would probably take Brogdon over both of those bigs. But like we said, you want a big. Like if you want, if you can, if yeah. it's if it's close, and you your other guy in Oladipo is obviously your obvious guy is of a certain position, you want to take somebody who's not of that same position. Um, right. So that's why I, that's why I lean uh, Miles Turner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that answers our question. If, if you don't have a solid two, you don't have a, you don't have a, you don't really have a chance. <laughs> um, Damn. So you're, you're just going ahead and saying it. You're like, nah, dude, they ain't making the cut. Yeah. They're not. I think that's uh, a little harsh. It can't, I think it's true though. <laughs> Is it? Uh, they have they okay. have many options, but I I don't know. You really think any of those two is good enough to make the top ten? I think I'm higher on Turner than you are. Apparently. I think I'm higher on Brogdon than you are. <laughs> I think you're higher on Sabonis than I am. Um, I really like Miles Turner, man. I mean, maybe yeah, you know, maybe he never makes the jump. I mean, that's certainly possible, but. Um, just his versatility as a big man. He's got everything that you want in a big man. Like, I, in in fact, it was um, the question was posed on the Hawks page that I follow recently. If there was anybody in the league that you could add to this team, like no questions asked, like who would it be? And I was like, either Jaron Jackson Jr. or Miles Turner. Um, those are the two guys that like immediately popped in my head because they can shoot, they can fucking play defense, they can block shots. Like those are the kind of guys that I want. Now I would. I'd rather have Jaron Jackson Jr. because I think his upside is bigger. Um, but, like, still, Miles Turner, like, I don't know. I think 
that's the kind of guy the Hawks need anyway. So uh, I really like both those guys. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, you and I might disagree on that one. Um, but, you know, we, we'll figure it out. Um, all right, Milwaukee. Um, I think this is pretty obvious, but you could make an argument who the second guy is. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Eric Giannis Lanzo and, and Brooke Lopez. <laughs> yep, it's, it's it's very obvious. Uh, I'm going to say Middleton and Giannis, even though you don't really have a guy handling the ball. Yeah, like although both of those guys can kind of handle the ball, they're both like secondary ball handlers. So, but I mean, I just think right. talent wise, like I'm not putting. I mean, if I've got Giannis who can do everything, then I'm just going to pick the the guy who I think is the next best player. I'm not going to really worry about what position said person plays or whatever. Um, and I just mm-hmm. think their second best player is Chris Middleton. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's their big two. See, they're going through 100%. Why? Because they have a solid big two. And Giannis is good enough to push them over the edge. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could have Giannis and, like, Matthew Delavadova, and I'd be like, nope, they're making it. <laughs> that's, that seems <laughs> destined for greatness. Um, but nah. Uh, all right. So was that all five? Did we do all five? Yeah, that's all five. Uh, um, did we? Chicago, Detroit. Yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, we did all five. Walking. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Uh, how are we ranking them? Uh, right, let's start at the bottom with this one and work our way to the top. Oh, um, bottom's got to be Cleveland, right? Cleveland for sure. Yeah, Cleveland's a yeah. Distant. All right. Yeah. Next fourth place, <laughs> Chicago. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say Chicago. All right. Now let's see if we agree here. Third place, I'm saying the Pistons. Are you picking them? Or are you going to slide them above Indiana because of Blake? I think I'm going to slide them at two. Indiana will be. Wow. Wow. I think you just did that just to keep my ass from putting, even considering putting Indiana into the next <laughs> round. <laughs> You're like, hey, you can't fucking more. do it if I got a fucking third. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely putting Indiana second. Um, okay. I like, I think, I think we're kind of we're forgetting how good Oladipo is because he didn't play very much last year. I think I'd rather have. I mean, they're both injury-prone, but, I mean, I'd rather have Oladipo than Blake. I know Blake's fucking amazing. I know. I just think Oladipo, A, is better defensively. Um, and, B, like, he he's kind of proved, somewhat proven on a on a big stage. I mean, he, they didn't win the series, but, I mean, he did lead his team to uh, seven games against a LeBron James-led fucking Cavs team. Like, that is no he small sure um, and he looked really good in, in that series as a whole. He had a couple bad games, but he looked pretty good as a whole. Um, and he looked great last season um, up until, you know, he kind of had that nagging injury, and then that turned into a, a, a very severe injury. Um, and, like, if if that wasn't enough, I'm taking Miles Turner over Andre Drummond. Just in today's NBA, I think he's more valuable. But I, I'm guessing you probably better. disagree with me on that. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I can't 100% disagree. 
Uh, I do like Miles Turner. I just I'm not as high on Miles Turner. I don't know. To me, he kind of just disappears. Uh, at some at certain moments, he kind of just doesn't always show up. Um, that's fair. And that's my only issue with him. It's not that he's not good or anything. It's just I have I had high hopes, and then just sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. <laughs> like at least the drumming, most of the time he's there. You know, mostly giving you his double doubles and blocks. Uh, you know right. what you're going to get out of Andre Drummond, you know? Yeah, he's like consistent. 15 and 15. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like that. Yeah. And you'll have games from like Miles Turner where he gives you like 16 and 4. And you're like, you got 4 right now? You skinny motherfucker. Yeah. Get in there. What the fuck are you even doing? And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I only got like 13. It's like, I was blocking out yeah, for exactly. him. <laughs> it's like, no, you yeah. were. And he has like 4 blocks. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he definitely does that. Um, That's exactly yeah, I, All right, so uh, we may be kind of splitting hairs here on two and three. Um, but definitely, yeah, number one, Milwaukee, good. without a question. Milwaukee definitely moves on, as you alluded to earlier. They have Giannis. And if that weren't mm-hmm. enough in and of itself, they also have Middleton. Um so that is enough to elevate them to to the next round. So that's going to be that 10, ten teams. Exactly. That's a nice number. Makes it easy. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I wasn't yeah. like in a rush to move either Indiana or Detroit. In. Well, <laughs> see, I was going to retroactively like, ah, maybe promote a team that we didn't. Like, uh-huh. I was going to be like, oh, well, maybe we'll throw Dallas in there or uh, Boston or somebody. Make it 12. Um, <laughs> yeah, just to make it 12 because 11 is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, eleven is but, uh, too odd. But no, ten will be good. Um, so we can we'll we'll take these ten. Uh, so I, how do you want to do it? We'll just uh, for the final episode, we'll just rank the top ten. Does that sound good? Uh, yeah. Unless you want to split them into five, we'll do like ten through five, and then we'll final. I don't, I don't even know how we'll we do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do uh, ten to six. You mean? And then five to one. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Ten to six, five to one, right? Yeah. Dawson yeah. I meant. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that that should work. Um, I'm down with that. Um, so that'll be that. Uh, one more bit of quick news before we wrap it up. Um, I know you posted this uh, earlier today, or, mm-hmm. and one one of the bits last night. Um, so we got just an update with the Showtime Lakers HBO series uh, uh, mm-hmm. from Adam McKay. Uh, we got a recasting um, of Jerry Buss. I guess maybe not recasting, but a, a change in the actor. Um, so Michael Shannon is out over creative differences, and they brought in John C. Riley. I am so much like more comfortable with John C. Riley in this role um, than really? I was Michael Shannon. Yeah, like I don't know Michael Shannon. I, I like him a lot. I don't know about him too. playing. I don't know about him playing Jerry Buss. Um, I don't okay. know if he's chameleon enough to pull that off. Um, hmm. Whereas John C. Riley, dude, like he's really famed <laughs> for like his comedic performances, but like he's right. a really good like dramatic actor. Um, I know I've said this a couple times on uh, Geek Vibes Live, but for anybody out there who's never seen a movie called Criminal. Check that out. It's got him. I think it's got Maggie Gyllenhaal and uh, Diego Luna, I think. Um, the dude from uh, Rogue One. Um, yeah. Is, yeah that Diego, is that Diego Luna? 
Um, who's 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 Ghostwriter? Oh no, that's uh, Gabriel Luna. <laughs> Gabriel Luna. Okay, so not him. Diego Luna. Um, that it, yeah, Cassian Andor from from Rogue One is probably right. where most people know him from. Um, right. or, but yeah, or Narcos, like Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's another one. Um, but yeah, great movie. John C. Riley's the lead in it. I think it was released in like 2004. It's called Criminal. It's fucking amazing. It's a great, great movie. Um, just a low budget, like um, really like nice little crime drama movie. Um, with some comedic tones, but it, I mean, it's a drama for sure. Um, but, uh, that, that was when I really was like, wow, dude, John C. Riley's fucking badass. Um, and I saw that like before I saw like all of his like comedic stuff, um, and like saw that stuff and then was like, oh shit, this dude's super funny. Um, so like he's, he's kind of got all, like all of the things that I like in an actor. So yeah, I'm a lot higher on this. What did you think about the, the change? Uh, I was disappointed because Michael Shannon was not in anymore, but I also really liked uh, John C. Riley, so I wasn't totally upset. Uh, and I'm just curious to see how this fucking all plays out. So I'm just, I'm just ready for it to start. <laughs> so I'm excited that you know, right. at least there's traction and, and like it didn't, it's not have to start over because Michael Shannon's not doing it or whatever. They're just going strolling along. <laughs> right, and then. I don't know the names. They didn't like. They they didn't look familiar to me. But they've um, cast the the characters for both Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, Correct. I think the dude that they cast as Kareem fits the bill. Like he looks enough like Kareem that I think it works. The dude that they cast as Magic Johnson ain't pretty enough. Magic Johnson was a pretty man. Like <laughs> that dude that they cast, he, he ain't that pretty. Uh, I, I'm that's yeah. all I'm saying. Like. Um, he's gonna need some more but, makeup. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna need a lot of makeup, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to, to make that work. Um, but uh, but overall, I mean, I'm excited for this project. I, I'm a big fan of Adam McKay. Um, he's obviously yeah. um, like kind of dipped his toes into the more serious dramatic stuff. Most recently with Vice, and before that with The Big Short. Um, but he brings his element of comedy to those things. So I'm interested to see how he brings that sort of comedy to this story. Um, and I mean, I'm also just interested to see like, like, cause I mean, they said from the report that was released as, as a pilot. So like that was, I always thought that this was just going to be like an HBO movie, but apparently mm-hmm. I guess it's going to be like a mini series maybe. So it looks like, yeah, that's yeah. what it seems like. Right, and and so I wonder if that maybe changed, or if maybe it's going to be a legit show with a couple seasons, or three maybe even. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many stories there are to tell of the behind the scenes of everything that went on there. Um, I mean, me neither. So all of that, like, I'm interested. I, I, I think I'm me. even more interested in, like, I, I'm, I'm rooting for a miniseries. Like, give me, like, mm-hmm. six to eight hour-long episodes um, kind of chronicling, um, you know, the, the even it, maybe it's multiple seasons, maybe it's just one season, whatever. Um, maybe you can use a little creative licensing and, and maybe make it over the course of one season, but take things that happen from multiple seasons and put them into one. Um, I'm cool with that if that's the route they go. Um, but yeah, I'm interested. I'm really interested in this. Like, 
Um, I think there's there's definitely enough there, and I, I definitely hope that you know at least a lot of it is um, the kind of Jerry Buss element and how him being such a great NBA owner kind of led to the ability to have the run that the Lakers had um, throughout the 80s. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm super psyched to see this come to fruition. And I can't wait to see what other players are eventually casted. That probably excites me more than anything else. Uh, seeing the rest of the NBA through the eyes of HBO. Oh, this is going to be fun. I don't know what we're going to see, yeah. but it's going to it's gonna be fun. Are they gonna do? I can't wait to see how they're gonna work the height because these guys. There's no way these guys are as tall or as Magic and, and uh, Kareem. So I, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very psyched to see how they pull it off. It's gonna be yeah, really mad yeah, yeah. it's gonna be super <laughs> fucking interesting. Okay, before we wrap <laughs> up, one. Go ahead. No, I said no. Yeah, I agree. Um. So before we wrap up, I I'm gonna pose this question. Um, if you could see any sports story or like any 30-30 you've seen or whatever, you could pick anything in your consciousness um, and have it made into either a movie or a miniseries, what would you pick? I have a guess, but I want you to go first. Um, I'll, I, I won't lie. I'll tell you if my guess is right. Go ahead. I, I, I want to know what you think. Oh, okay. All right. All right. My guess is I don't want to influence what you're going to pick with my guess. But no, you won't. Do you, you already won't. know what you're going to pick? Okay. Um, no, all right. I well, don't. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm going to definitely say it's got to be one of – I'm going to say the Giants beating the Patriots when the <laughs> Patriots are 18-0. <laughs> like that's just – I'm just throwing that out. That would be my guess. The 30 for 30 for that? That would be uh, fucking insane. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying uh, a mini series, but – but like, oh. yeah, I mean, a thirty-thirty yeah. for thirty would be cool too. A miniseries? Yeah, I don't know, man. I honestly, I don't know. I don't have any like like actual pro sports one. Nothing comes to mind. I actually rather see a miniseries based on uh, like pro wrestling, like during the eighties and shit. Like, ah. that's it. They're, yeah, you know what I mean. Like what they're doing right now with, yeah, with no. Hulk Hogan and that movie that they're making with Chris Hemsworth. Like I'm very curious to right. see how they pull that fucker off. You know that I'm curious to see. Yeah, well, and that's just super interesting. I did you watch the Andre the Giant documentary? I have not, but I heard it was really good. Oh, dude, it was great, and they really delved into like kind of how wrestling came to be, like how how I guess like how Andre came up, and around that how wrestling became not just this local um, thing where there were these different local um, wrestling circuits where you do the Southeast or the Northeast or whatever, and how McMahon was able to kind of bridge those gaps and and make it this kind of um, this nationwide spectacle um, and and take the best wrestlers from each thing and and, and prop them up and all that. Um, So, no, I I think that would be really interesting. I really do. I think – um, like seeing that story told over the course of a miniseries, and honestly, with that, you could just—I mean, you wouldn't even have to do a miniseries. You could just do like a full-on fucking series. Like you could probably have three, four, five seasons of that. You know, probably could. There's so many like characters. You know what I mean? Like that people would like right. love to see like reenacted. It's just 
there's just so much there, and there's so much crazy shit they they went through back in the day. It would be interesting to see them play that play. Yeah, out for sure. Series. Yeah, Ooh, the yeah, drama. definitely. Just the drama, the back, the back, the behind the scenes drama is insane. Right, right, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean that would be great. Um, I think I don't know for it's tough too because like I I kind of just like <laughs> I felt like. I knew your answer with the, with the Super Bowl thing, um, so I asked the question without even really giving any thought to like what I would pick. Um, you know, probably, you know what I think would be kind of cool, um, like having a mini series on the um, uh, on the merger, on the ABA NBA merger. I think that would be huh, that'd really be cool. Like how all of that like broke down and how like you know there were <clears throat> like a few teams that were on the outside looking in i.e. the spirits of St. Louis um, were probably like kind of the most well-renowned team that didn't the make it into the NBA but there were some other teams that, I think the Virginia Squires the Utah Stars um, yeah, I can't remember the timeline and which of those teams went defunct or whatever before the merger. Um, but also there was there was like some something um, I want to say with Seattle, and it may have been much earlier than the merger. But there was like Seattle at one point threatened to leave and go to the ABA if the NBA didn't um, do something. Wow. I don't even remember what they were requesting. Um, but like it was the ABA was like a real threat to the NBA at that point in time. Really? Um, and obviously they were, they were like handing out bigger contracts. Um, so they were getting players like Julius Irving and Moses Malone and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all these like supremely talented dudes. I mean, Moses Malone went on to win the MVP three times in the NBA. He played like his first like five or six years in the ABA. Um, so, that you know, there's, there's all of these guys. I mean, Julius Irving played the bulk of his prime in the ABA. He won one MVP, I believe, in the NBA. Um, and, like, dude, like, there, there was just so much – there's so much interest there. I think you could do, like, maybe, like, the last I – think, I, I think maybe it would work best if you did it as, like, have, have it start at the – like, the merger – and then have a lot of flashback sequences um, to maybe show um, different aspects setting up how they got to the merger and then follow through with, you know, how they ended up picking the teams that made it, i.e., what, Indiana, um, the Nets, uh, the Spurs, and there was a fourth team that made it. Uh, hey, was it Denver? I already said Indiana. Well, Denver, maybe. I think Denver was an ABA team. I could be wrong about that. Uh, There was definitely four. There was only four that made it. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think I think that would be. I think that'd be really cool. I I would watch that. Um, I would too. I would. I think that'd be really cool too. I also was a very big fan of uh, of semi pro. Just, just that's just me though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I'm not a big fan, but um, I mean, uh, it, it was funny uh, when he fights the bear. bear. He trades for Knox or whatever, whatever his name is for uh, with the, <laughs> a, a washing machine that we really need. 
<laughs> they really need a yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and man, and uh, Woody Harrelson. Mock. Funny in that movie. Yes. Um, he was very And uh, Andre 3000. That was one of his. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like one of his first movies. Um, Coffee Black. And, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they invent the alley oop at the end. Um, but yes, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it, but I mean, it's got some charming moments, um, for sure. Um, mm. I think that's Adam McKay, if I'm not mistaken. I think it might I be. Think so. I think it might be. I th- I'm pretty sure. I know. I know he was working with Will Ferrell a lot around that time. Um, so if it wasn't he Adam McKay, was. it was like it was right before Adam McKay started working with Will Ferrell. So. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, man, fun show uh, as always. Um, be sure everyone to uh, tune into Geek Vibes Live uh, this Sunday. Uh, we took last Sunday off. There just wasn't really a lot to talk about, um, and I think Juwan was sick, um, and so yeah, we just we were like, fuck it, we're, we'll just we'll just take a week off. Um, so, but yeah, we'll be back uh, this upcoming week. We'll have uh, two weeks of news to recap there um so we'll we'll get all that out to you um also be sure to check out uh tia just did a top 10 of the top 10 best romantic comedies uh which i'm definitely interested in listening to um Mm -hmm. i do love me a good rom-com what's your favorite rom-com joe what what is my favorite rom-com i mean I, i i like a lot of different ones I don't know off the top of my head. Like I've never sat down and like this is my favorite. But I definitely Serendipity. Have one. I just I, No, I don't think I've ever seen Serendipity. Ooh, check it out. It's a good one. Yeah. Um that might be like <laughs> I don't know though, like I feel like that's a very white movie. <laughs> like oh. I don't I <laughs> Like I, it's I think it's like a typical like white person rom com movie. Though I think a lot of them are honestly like they're kind of geared at white women. Um, but uh, but yeah, now Serendipity is good. John Cusack, uh, Kate Beckinsale, and I fucking love Kate Beckinsale. So um, oh yeah. So but yeah, love me some Kate Beckinsale. And I, yeah. I guess well, one of my favorite rom coms involves Adam Sandler. So yeah, I guess I'm always disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I like the one he did. It's one of my favorite of his recent movies, the one he did with uh, Aniston. Uh, just go with it. Yeah, I thought that was charming. It was, it was pretty like, good. They look good together. Somehow they are good together. <laughs> yeah, Which is weird. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, he makes weird. pretty good uh, rom coms, especially with her. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, The Wedding Singer is classic. So, um, yeah, yeah. So the, Hitch? I love Hitch. No, that's, that. a good, that's a rom-com, right? Yeah, yeah. Hitch, definitely a rom-com. I love, I love that. Uh, what's, is that Eva Longoria? Is that – or no, Eva Mendes. Eva, and no, Eva Mendes. Yeah, Eva Mendes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And good, she's great. Good rom-com. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm definitely going to check that out. Y'all should do that as well. Um, and then also, uh, be sure to check out the latest episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance and all of our other stuff that is up. You can check out anything just by going to geekvibesnation.com, uh, and you can pull up all of our podcasts through there. Um, you can search Geek Vibe Nation, uh, through, uh, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts and you'll see all of our channels there. Um, so be sure to do that, and if you enjoy it, 
give us a review. Give us uh, a rating. Uh, five stars would be great. Um, and if you don't like it, like, don't bother giving us a review. We don't want to hear from you. Like, just don't fucking listen. Like, just go on living your life. Um, but uh, anyway, we hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, we certainly enjoyed bringing it to you. Uh, until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>